Hey, hey, I'm Des. Hey, y'all, I'm Sa. And we're the co-hosts of Let's Talk Sis Podcast, where we truly believe that together, empowered women can transform their lives. Join us for heartfelt stories, enlightening conversations, and a whole lot of accountability along the way. Hey, y'all. So we're back with another episode. Hey, hey. And this week we'll be talking about imposter syndrome and essentially just showing up as yourself authentically in this crazy world. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think this is something really important, especially in this generation. I feel like a lot of people don't even know who they are. Yeah. I could like imposter syndrome is huge. Everybody looks the same. Everybody dressed the same. Everybody's bedroom looked the same. Yeah. They wearing the same perfumes, the same accessories. I don't know. Part of me kind of feels like it has its pros and its cons. Because from a retro perspective, you can kind of see that how much of a part um, influence mm. plays in yeah. today's generation, like you said. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, I feel like there is so many there are so many people who are just lost yeah in the world trying to navigate and identify if who they truly are is acceptable yeah that's what it is yeah because um, i like when we were kids and when people were who they were i feel like that's when life was like the funnest it was the most free i don't know my perspective is a little bit different cuz mm-hmm. i feel like I kind of see seen or witnessed the transition from what my childhood or generation was like to what it is now today. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so when you say when we were younger and it was so much fun and this and the third, my generation specifically, it was like the beginning of like a popularity contest essentially oh, yeah so back then i feel like you're like y'all remember the word buzz and like who was <laughs> popping and stuff like that and then all those groups oh my goodness um so i'm not completely That's caught true. off guard by what it what it is we have today but i think that we have gone extremely far left from what it was like when i was a child definitely or also you ever had like i know you probably did i feel like we all have you ever had like friends or people around you that try to like mimic your whole identity yeah i was just thinking about that that's Um, imposter syndrome like two days ago but i want to say this okay so the reason why I was thinking about it is because I was thinking about influence, right? And the impact that your circle, whether it be friends, family, or maybe your partner or whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. has on you, right? And I know that you said that that's a part of, like, imposter syndrome. But also, I was thinking about how easy it is for us as women to pick up on the lingo of our partner Mm. when we're always around them. Especially, let's say, like, we're from, we from Philly, y'all. So, West Philly, North Philly, South Philly, Southwest, we all got our own little, like, verbiage that you could tell if somebody's speaking fluently, then you like, oh, no, you from, no, you from North. Yeah. So, (laughs) it's like, if your boyfriend from North, I'm a West Philly girl, I'm dating him, we locked in six months. I'm saying the words he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, exactly. So, it's like, (laughs) I, I mean, I, 
is imposter syndrome really that bad? I mean, to a certain an extent it is, but also like let's pay homage to the greater aspects of imposter syndrome. And I know that might sound like a little confusing or a little what do you tricky. Mean the greater aspects. Because inspiration, I feel like, has a is a foundation. I think of there's a very syndrome. thin line between the two. Okay, it's you're being I inspired, think, and mm-hmm. you are trying to steal who I am. I think there is definitely a very thin line between the two, but from making a correlation of like what it's like in a relationship. I don't it's think there's not nothing same. wrong with that. It's not the same. How is it not the <laughs> same? That's like a double standard. I mean, and like, what's the difference to you? If I'm just saying, first of all, me and my man is one. <laughs> if I'm saying words, he's saying, or if he, like, even in front, like, are you saying just saying words? Even as friends, say if I had my own lingo, say we was from two different places, mm-hmm. two completely different places. Mm-hmm. I had my own lingo, you had your own lingo. Because this is something that I can relate to. Living in Florida for five years, I start saying stuff that Florida people say. So did you steal your friend's identity? No, well, none of my friends, like my female friends in Florida was from Florida. So no, but did you still? I didn't steal nobody's friends. identity. Uh-huh. What I'm explaining to you is, saying lingo and saying words here and there is not the same as stealing somebody's identity. I don't know because stealing my identity is now you're trying to dress like me. Now you're trying to actually talk like me. Now you are trying to have the same demeanor and attitude as me. Like imposter sh- syndrome goes deep. Like I've had people around me that I literally watch them morph into like a little destiny. Like, it's deep. Yeah. And it goes deeper than just saying actually, because I'm saying actually. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it. imposter syndrome within itself is so complex. Because influence ultimately is a huge attribute of imposter syndrome. And I personally feel like it really boils down to your intent. Like, are you deliberately True. and intentionally trying to be like this person? Because yeah. we've been around each other for the past year. And, like, how long have we been doing a podcast for so far? A few months, right? Like, four months? Like, three, September? Like, three months. three months. Yeah. Three months or so. And, like, y'all, I be, I be talking to people and I be like, hey, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> and I be Whole like. Whole time we talking, I'm thinking about that. The hey, hey. Yeah. And it's but, like, hold on. That's this not closure, even what I. Yo, when I first started saying, hey, she said. When we was recording the intro, she said, what is that? Who says that? Like, why yeah. are you saying that? <laughs> why am I saying it? Because instantly, as soon as it come out, comes out of my mouth, I'm like, cringe. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely not. So, for me, it's kind of like, I never sat down and intentionally was like, oh, my gosh, Destiny says, hey, hey, I want to be like <laughs> Destiny. Hey, hey. Like, I never but, said that. So, that that is what it boils down to. Because sometimes, like, I think that a lot, like, are you, like, Literally, yeah like are mm-hmm. you really focused on okay she do this i'm gonna do this like this or she or is it just like a oh i like that i'm gonna get that too or i like that i'm gonna do that too like i don't know i feel like we was talking recently about a situation similar to this mm-hmm. and it's like what was the situation it's a very um um a situation <laughs> a situation similar like people just mimicking every single thing okay and that really be the question, like, okay, what is your intention? Mm-hmm. Is your intention like, okay, I like the way she's going or I like the path she's going in, so let me follow those footsteps? Yeah. Because I know from previously, like, mentoring females and having mentorship with young girls and stuff like that, that's sometimes what they 
with what is like what is told like you want to be you want to live the life they're living you do the follow the steps that they're taking i agree with that to a certain extent because it's like if it's not broken then why try to fix it but also everybody's journey is so different everybody's story is completely different so it's like why not just add your own personal like possess to what you got going on so even as far as mentorship i never wanted my mentees to be like okay following my footsteps half my mentees did completely different things than what i did career-wise or how our personal life was Mm -hmm. um but essentially it was more so sharing wisdom from my personal experiences that i feel like were universal and Mm -hmm. could apply to their experience it was never like okay i did this and you should do this too and i also feel like your life journey is what mold you yeah so if somebody is seeing me, who I am, and what I'm doing, or what I have, or whatever, my attitude, my demeanor, however I am as Destiny today in December 2023, you trying to morph yourself into doing everything I'm doing or being like, and you don't even know what made me even be this way, or what I've experienced, or what I've went through to even be this way I am today. Yeah, that's a valid point. Um, so, I don't know, yeah. but being... The person, like you said, who has also witnessed other people essentially, like, transform into a mini-you. It's scary. It's so unoriginal. It is literally, like... Just just be yourself because I'm I'm cool. I'm not going, you know, not going to say I'm not cool, but, like, girl... See, it's something... It's enough me. Like, I carry enough yeah. me energy for, like, the me. whole world. You know? What? <laughs> No, like what there's only like basically I'm saying like it's like, only one you. It's only one okay. me, but there's no need to mimic me or yeah. my energy because the energy that I exude is enough to carry like yeah, we, don't need no more we don't need no more. Yeah, we don't right. need we don't need there cannot be another Sashika. Yeah, there we can. don't want that. We just need yeah. Ooh. Anyways. But no, what I was gonna say is I feel like a lot of people, like how you said, it's influence and stuff like that. And I remember Growing up, when this used to happen to me, like, it used to happen to me a lot. And my grandma always used to tell me, like, girl, don't don't care about it. Don't worry about it. Like, you inspire her. Like, you just... I'm caring I never, about it. I'm sorry. I was about to say, I never felt good about that. Yeah. I, it never made me feel I good that somebody, somebody wanted to be me. Yeah, like, I never seen somebody do something that I did verbatim and, w- and without... And igno- interesting or with, appealing. Without acknowledgement or homage of some sort and say, like, oh, yeah, that's dope. I don't know. It never just gave trendsetter or never gave like... When you even say acknowledgement or homage, because like even if... I don't know. I feel like if you're inspired, pay homage. For sure. But then still do the exact same thing? Pay homage. And still do the exact same thing? Pay homage. So you're not going to care when they do the exact same thing? I mean, at that point, that person literally is telling you. Verbally communicating like... And that is another thing, though. That's a big thing. Because a lot of these people that try to do the exact same thing as you, they don't even acknowledge that they liked how you did that or, you know, appreciate what you did. Mm -hmm. They just see it, mimic it, and move on and try to make it like they came up with it or they started it or it was their idea. Yeah. Um, Have you ever experienced imposter syndrome yourself? Like trying to be like someone else? Mm Mm-hmm. I used to copy off my cousin's sneakers. Okay. Yeah, and she used to be real mad. Like, I remember that. 
Oh my gosh! When I was, <laughs> I remember that. I used I to want to get all the all the shoes, all the sneakers. She never copied off me, but she would always go ask her parents to get her what I had. So like, mm. I was of a huge Nikki fan when I was younger. I was a Harajuku Barbie. You could not tell me nothing. Mm. And I remember I had that Nikki chain with the busting. <laughs> my mom paid eighty dollars for it. <laughs> I was so hyped, y'all, and she asked her parents for that. And I just couldn't understand why you would want to get something that you see me have when you're not even a diehard Nikki fan like mm-hmm. I am. See, with me, it was a little different. So when I used to, like, want the sneakers that my cousin had, that was my first time seeing them. It wasn't like, oh, I only want them. Like, I seen everybody, but I only want them because you got them. It was like, yo, i never seen those before. I want those. It was, I remember the Jordans used to release, like, every Friday. And every ones, every ones I seen, I'm like, yo, I want them. And then I ended up, I remember I used to tell my mom, like, just get me every pair that come out. Because when my cousin used to get mad, I'm like, just get me every pair so I can have them before her. <laughs> See, the intent was, like, malicious. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't malicious in the beginning because it was really like a, and I used to, like, I like these sneakers. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get these sneakers? Tell my mom so she can get me these sneakers. But then when she starts trying to call me a copycat, okay, now I'm going to show you. I'm going to get them before you. Because when I see them, I like them. It's not like I like them just because they're on your feet. I like them. We had a conversation off camera um, earlier this week about Libras and their ego. And I see that that started at a very young age for you. <laughs> but um, getting back on topic, um, I feel like we shed enough light on imposter syndrome yeah um let's talk a little bit about how to navigate the world as an individual yeah um especially when you're kind of going against the odds Mm -hmm. or what what normal the normality is Mm -hmm. um and then let's talk a little bit about how to just show up as yourself authentically yeah why do you feel like it's hard for people to show up as who they truly are um, I think judgment, um, I think perception plays a huge role. Um, and it's so crazy to me because nine times out of 10, what I'm learning and I have experienced this personally as well, but the perception is from strangers typically. Yeah. Cause let's say like I got 21,000 followers on Instagram and I probably know like a good I feel like if I'm saying a thousand, that might be too much, <laughs> but like a good yeah, 1% of the amount of followers that I have. And it's like, at one point I didn't create, I feel like I didn't create content the whole entire year essentially, because I'm like, this has to be, you know, yeah, this has to be worthy or this has to be aesthetically pleasing or how yep. will my audience be receptive to this or whatever the case may be. So that's just a small personal example that I could um, sure, but I definitely think that uh, the fear of judgment mm-hmm. and the idea of perception, unfortunately, plays a huge role in why people don't show up as themselves. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think people... It definitely does. Because even using that um, social media example, because mm-hmm. instantly when I'm like... I was thinking something totally different. But when you said that, it's like, yep. I feel like we can, we all can, like, recognize a little bit of that in ourselves. Yeah. For sure. Because it's like, like you said, you got, people got this perception of you. Or you think that people got this perception of you. So you feel like you can't really, or you're not comfortable with showing up any other way. Or 
would maybe at the time like a little less than or not you know at your best capacity at your best self or best capacity yeah i was also going to add to that that um beyond the perimeters of social media i also feel like it could be family Mm -hmm. um or friends also because that's something else that i experienced um a few years ago like you know Mm -hmm. just when I feel like when your family and friends had this perspective of you or this view of you and you kind of trying to mold yourself to, you know, be a different, different. version of yourself yeah. or maybe embark on a new journey or take a new route or make a new decision. It's kind of like these chains are like, I don't know. It's kind of like your family or friends kind of hold you in bondage or hold you captive to who you used to be. Yeah. Um, so I know personally that's something that I experienced as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think people have a hard time showing up as themselves today? Because of perception, like you said, um, it could be a part of like showing up as who you used to be or, even when people have expect, because a lot of people have expectations of you that you could, you possibly never even showed them, mm-hmm. or you never even showed up as that person that they expect you to be, or just think you are. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the conversation we was having about moving from home, and it's like instantly they think you you a celebrity. Instantly they think you made it, and it's like all I did was change locations. They got this idea, or people in general got this idea of you as being this person that internally you have not even lived up to the expectation of. But it's also like, do I want to live up to the expectation that you placed on me? Very true. And I think that... And that's where I feel like the conflict comes in. If you could sum up how to show up as yourself um, in your truest form, what are some ways or pointers? Maybe someone today listening to this has identified that they have a little bit of imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. inside of them. How could they essentially transition from wanting to be like someone else into just accepting who they are and living up to whatever life they have with their destiny to be. So originally I was going to say just like stop watching everybody else, but that's not really reality. Um, So, I'm, it's a, it's internal work. You have to spend that time alone, spend that time by yourself in solitude to really figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. You can't show up as your true self if you don't even know who that is. So you got to really understand yourself, understand who you are, what you want, the things you like. Once you truly did that self-work, and learn who you truly are. And you can only do that alone. Like that's really the the times where you got to just separate yourself from everything and everybody. You got to spend that time by yourself. Because a lot of people can't even be by themselves. You got to spend that time alone to really focus on who you are. Who is who, who, who you are internally. Once you figure out who you are. Then I feel like kind of like showing up as yourself shouldn't be as hard. Yeah. Mm. I feel like a lot of people go searching for identities because they don't know what theirs is. Yeah. But that's just my take on it. What would you say? Um, The first thing that popped into my head is 
well, well, ask yourself, is the person who I am trying to be like, or whose identity I am trying to still essentially, what attributes about them do, do I like? What is it about them that has really captured my attention? Like, is it their compassion? Is it the way they conduct themselves? Is it who, how they are as a person internally? Is it how they show up in the business realm? Is it maybe how good of a wife they are or a husband he is or things like that? And I think kind of work backwards, you know, because like we said in the beginning, you could be inspired by these things, but completely stealing them and considering and calling them your own is where things get completely gray. Um, And then I will also suggest solitude for sure. Mm -hmm. I feel like being aware and able to acknowledge the fact that you even have imposter syndrome plays a huge role in it. But then my final um, suggestion would probably be to, I don't know, I feel like I've been saying this the last few episodes, but really get close to God. Yeah. Because... God knew us and thought of us before we were created in Mm -hmm. flesh, right? Which means that there is a very specific way that we were designed to live life. And yeah, we're not perfect, but also God is very considerate and understanding. So these attributes that we might admire about someone else, that might just be specifically for them. Piggybacking off of the imposter syndrome syndrome conversation right Mm -hmm. do you feel like um community plays a part in overcoming imposter syndrome because like have you ever been friends with someone who you know is literally not showing up as themselves authentically whether it be like to other people in a social setting or whether it be across yes uh, social media do you provide a sense of accountability to that person since you're essentially a part of their community or um in a way but truthfully speaking a lot of people are in denial Mm. and they get offended and i'm able to say this because this is a conversation that i've recently had with one of my friends Mm -hmm. not necessarily saying like oh i know you're being fake or not being yourself but Mm -hmm. it was like me pointing out to her a lot of things like this is not you for for and she was offended like People are in denial, really. Are they in denial or just not completely aware. unaware? Could be that. Could be not aware. Yeah. Or it could be both. I don't know. I feel like um, time after time, community is a repetitive theme of our conversations. Yeah. Like having a strong community. community around you who, you know, could really pour into you and help you excel um, in all areas of your life essentially is so important because I will hope that if there come a time that I'm not showing up as myself authentically and you being somebody who is a part of my day-to-day life Mm -hmm. and really knows me for me, I, I will hope that you'll be like, sis, what's going, like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, I noticed you, you know, um, okay, so to speak on that, mm-hmm. I remember when I wasn't showing up as myself at all, mm-hmm. I was going through some stuff, and I I wouldn't say I try to, like, hide 
stuff, but it was just like, yeah. So I remember it wasn't until after I was going through what I was going through. Mm-hmm. A couple of my friends did, but this conversation with you, is with you. So you specifically mm-hmm. mentioned to me afterwards, like, yeah, you were really good at, I think you said, like, you're really good at showing up for other people when you're going through stuff, when you're going through stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you acknowledge that you knew, like, like that wasn't you. Like you wasn't, you wasn't right, basically. Mm-hmm. Why, to counter what you just said, mm-hmm. why do you feel as though you waited until I guess I recovered, mm-hmm. or I guess kind of reverted back to what I knew as just like regular day to day destiny, mm-hmm. opposed to pointing it out or acknowledging it during in the moment or during the time um that was actually a great question i didn't say anything because for one uh, the delicacy of our friendship was extremely new so i just felt like that wasn't my my place and Mm -hmm. it wasn't the time for one Mm -hmm. um and for two if you identify the space that we were in when i did say something we were in a completely different like when yeah. I say we, I mean our friendship, our boundaries, our level of communication, yeah. the level of understanding that we had for each other was completely different Okay. when I spoke on it in comparison to when I noticed it, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. I'm real big on respecting people's space. And I'm not sure if you remember, but when you were going through whatever you was going through, um, as soon as you called me, I was there. I don't mm-hmm. care if I was done working 10 hours, 12 hours, or if you wanted to come over and lay on the couch or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. That for me was my way of showing up okay. and also not knowing you as much in that space. I probably didn't know how to show up the yeah. way you needed me to, but also I feel like I was going through it when you was going through, like going through, you're going through with you mm-hmm. by your side, but giving you the space that you yeah. needed to process and go through whatever you was going through individually because I was also going through my own per like yeah. it was like I was going through what you was going through with you mm-hmm. you was going through what I was going through with me yeah. but we were like still going through there was still stuff. a hard huge yeah. line like I don't really know you too much mm-hmm. yeah you cool yeah I feel safe with we you but it was it also out. like this the side of me that is vulnerable this is mm-hmm. the side of me that is ugly this is the side of me that is really raw yeah. this is the side of me that not even my family who is back home really gets to witness so mm-hmm. to have somebody who is fairly new yeah ex- and exposed completely it's bad enough you, you was around yeah and you could kind of make sense of whatever from your perspective that that i allowed you to see but to completely just sit down and like lay it all down and out yeah i, I don't know I think that that um, comes with time and comfortability and things like that. So I showed up for you the way that I knew how to Mm -hmm. while still giving you your space and respecting not your boundaries because I feel like you didn't really have like a wall up, but Mm -hmm. also your space. That was like your personal private like matters or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Truthfully speaking, I think you did the the right thing. I would not have wanted it any other way. Just based off the type of person that I am, Mm -hmm. I'm not like, you know. I wouldn't have wanted it any other way, but I just only mentioned that because, like I said, I really thought that you no, was good at having it. Yeah, like I really thought, like okay, 
I mean, I was, that doesn't change what I said. I feel like you are really good. Um, you do a really good job at showing up for other people when you are going through whatever. And that's just like something that I've been able to pick up on based off of like, you know, observing um, the situation. But I also feel like it has its pros and its cons. For Probably sure. more cons than pro- pros. For sure. Um, But I feel like that's a you thing. Like, that's something that you yeah. need to unpack, dissect, and, like, figure out. And if you yeah. haven't already, not saying that you haven't, but that's that's a you thing. That's not my, that's not my place. Yeah. Like, even now today as your friend and being extremely closer than where we were a year and a half ago. Yeah. It's still not, not my place. Yeah, like, right. now to I even mention it. <laughs> you yeah. know what you like, you know, I already know. So, yeah. And like I said, I, I wouldn't want it no other way. Cause honestly mentioning it probably would have made me uncomfortable. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I so. don't know. Show up for your people and show up for your people the best way that you know how to. And if they are your people, they'll appreciate what you got to offer. Yeah, that's good. Cause we actually had a conversation on live about that. I mean, but also communicate, you know, don't hesitate to ask somebody um, if they feel like it's insufficient. How would you like for me to show up for you? Oh, yeah, for sure. How could I support you in a situation? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Just. Yeah, oh, yeah, there was. A, I'm, I was thinking about the live. There was a conversation when mm-hmm. the girl was saying, like people wasn't showing up the way she needed them to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was saying it was like literally just a phone call or a text yeah. or whatever the case may be. But you know, I don't know. I've been on the opposite end of being the friend of someone who is transitioning. Oh yeah. Um, into motherhood. So, so have I, yeah. yeah, we'll probably have to talk about that on another episode. Yeah. But, Cause that's the conversation. Yeah. But also, um, I want to add, that it is very important to take breaks from people. Like we said, isolation is, Mm -hmm. I feel like isolation is so complex, right? Because part of me really agrees that isolation is necessary Mm -hmm. um, for elevation. Yeah. But then there's this other part of me, right? that constantly thinks about the level of sabotaging that isolation, isolation. can play yeah. um, on people, especially mentally, you know? Yeah. Um, isolation could really make you feel like you don't have anyone who loves you. You don't have a sense of community around you. Yep. Um, you're lonely. You're undes- undeserving. Like, it's a lot of, like... I feel like factors that play into it. So, yeah, I think like anything else though, balance is key. Harmony is key. So not too much, not too little. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Isolation is, it's, I think it's something you got to identify when you need it. Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes you need isolation, but sometimes you need your people. How are you able to identify when you know that you just like, okay, I need, I need a moment of stillness. I need to be by myself. When nothing feels good. What nothing you satisfies you. What do you mean? Like satisfies you in what way? Um, like, for example, mm-hmm. 
there was a period in time when I was going through what I was going through and people were trying to be there for me, friends, family, even my mom, she used to like, like people was trying to be there for me. Nothing, nobody said, I didn't want to hear nothing nobody said. Nothing worked for me. Mm. Nothing made me feel better. Nothing made, like I knew I needed to be by myself. Mm. I needed isolation, like real bad. Like I needed to be by myself. Me, my head, my thoughts, my prayers, my journal, like I just needed me. Mm -hmm. Nothing exterior could have benefited me in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Some people aren't able to identify that, but I'm a person I've kind of learned to identify that. Like I know when it's time to just shut down. Mm. So I don't know. But I then, like I said, on the on the other hand of that, sometimes we need our people. Yeah. Because sometimes that isolation could just make you worse. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think also remembering your why, if you do decide to take a moment of isolation or separation, yeah. remember your why mm-hmm. kind of keeps you, like, on track. Yeah. Um, Because too much isolation is not healthy. It's not. Yeah. And I feel like it could be really damaging to you, mm-hmm. to your relationships, relationships your friendships. Yeah. yeah. So um, finding that healthy balance between the two. Mm-hmm. But I like that you said um, when you explained that you were able to identify like when you need to be alone. Yeah. Um, I think that is that is I don't know. You put it in such a way that made so much sense because I literally can agree with it. And I be feeling my moments of isolation, like, in my soul, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. For it's, sure. I don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of like chaos around me externally. Yeah. And, like, it's this little faint voice in, the, in my head that always say, like, just retract within. Mm. Like, the peace is, like, in the core yeah. of where I am. You so get it. Yeah, so if I just stay still and, you know, quiet the noise, yeah, it's, like, within me. That's good. I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm really big on, like, don't let um, one thing affect the other in a way. Like, say if this is going bad for me, mm-hmm. I don't need nobody else around me. I don't feel like nobody else around me or near me or whatever in my vicinity deserves to feel what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Or what I'm going through it, internally, because essentially they're my problems, they're my issues. Yeah. So when I try my best to show up as my best for my people, around my people, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. So when I'm not feeling it, or when I'm going through something, it re- it reflects. Yeah. For sure. Like I know that it reflects. Like so, that's when I know I need my time. Like I gotta recuperate. Mm-hmm. I need to go charge up a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's my moments. Like, that's what I said. That's how I noticed it. Like, I know I need to charge up a little bit because I shuts down. Like, when I know, all right, it's time for me to go. I can't be in this area no more. I can't be around these people no more. I can't be because it's like I shut down inside before it's probably even noticeable. Or maybe it is more noticeable than I know. But my I just shut down. I have nothing to say. I have, like, my fate, like, everything. It shuts down. And instead of being, like, a bitch... Mm-hmm. that's when I know, like, okay, I got to get back right. Yeah. And I need to be by myself to get back right. Because, like how you said about, like, you said I kind of pry. 
it actually sucks that you feel that way because I can't deal with people like that. Like when I'm going through what I'm going through, that that's that type of stuff makes it worse. Like don't say nothing to me. I gotta, I just gotta go. Like I gotta be by myself. Completely. Yeah, that sucks. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that you are able to identify identify it from a reverse perspective. Well, I'm not identifying that I'm a prior, but I'm identifying that prying sucks yeah. when you're going through something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm glad that we can agree in yeah. hopes that you'll stop. Um, this girl. <sighs> I know y'all be probably watching these episodes, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, just keep swimming. Okay, Dory. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like in all. Figure out who you are. Figure out who you want to be. Let's challenge ourselves to stop saying we don't know. What do you mean? Did I just say that? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, Let's show up as our truest self possible. Figure out your why. Figure out where you want to go. Figure out who you want to be. And don't don't base that off of anybody else you see. Actually, I want to kind of go back because you were saying something earlier that I wanted to comment on, but I didn't want to cut you off. When you were saying like... I'm surprised because you always cut me off. Yeah, and I be noticing like you be getting irritated, so I be trying to stop. Mm. But... Oh, you um, be seeing it in the video. Yeah. I be watching it like when I watch it back. But when you were saying like when people want to, I guess like... um, I don't want to say steal somebody's identity, like copy off somebody or whatever. Mm. You were saying, what is it that you like about them? Like, is it a good wife? Is it a good... Mm-hmm. Like, what attribute? Yeah, what attribute mm-hmm. you like about them. But I think, because nine times out of ten, they don't even be knowing these people. Mm-hmm. They don't even be knowing what type of wife this person is, what type of friend this person is, what type of mother this person is. People chase after the fact that other people love you. If that makes sense. No, I definitely agree with that. I think that goes back to what we when we were talking about intent, though. Because if you have a friend around you, and I'm speaking directly to you, but if you have a friend around you, right, who knows mm-hmm. you personally and mm-hmm. is like, okay, I feel like Destiny does a good job of showing up for her friends. I really admire the way she values friendships and how good of a friend she is. Mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, that's an attribute of Destiny that you admire. And I'm not yeah. saying that you have to swipe that up for yourself in totality, but... No, I completely understand that, but I'm saying in the days we living in now, mo- like yeah, a lot of times it happens when people are right next to you, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it happens through the internet. But that goes back to intent. Your intent is literally to steal that person's identity and it's shallow. You don't know anybody anything about that person. That's and, substantial. Yeah. And a lot of it is people people be thinking they know these people. It's yeah, like if you think of any of these influencers, it's like you don't know this girl. You don't I know mean, what she did to get there. Or what social she media literally is just like a highlight. Yeah. So literally. if you sit on Instagram and aspire to live a life <laughs> similar to someone who you do not know yeah. in real life, I'm just you're going sick. to say, I wouldn't say that you're sick. <laughs> I'm going to say that you probably just need to reevaluate uh, who you allow to influence you. Mm. I wouldn't take it as far as saying that you're sick, though. <laughs> That's deep. It is deep. Trying to be somebody that you don't know is pretty deep. I mean, 
some of these people don't have any guidance. Some of them don't have parents. Some of them don't have older siblings. Some of them are disconnected from their family. Some of them literally just are orphans essentially in the world. So they're turning to someone. So since you're an orphan, you don't have an identity? No, I'm not saying an orphan, but I'm saying an orphan of the world. Like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, if you don't have nobody, you don't. You have, okay, you have so your own identity? identity is a, a sense of domestication at this mm-hmm. point, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I read the four agreements, right? So right. this is where my perspective comes from. Um, from the time that you're born, mm-hmm. you're conceived, and you're ex- essentially groomed up to be a toddler or a preteen yeah. teenager. You are forced to mm. speak a certain way, to dress a certain way, to rea- react and respond to things a certain way, um, to process information a certain way. So that's why in the beginning of this episode, I talked about how, yeah, imposter syndrome has a negative connotation associated with it, but let's talk about the power of influence. Because our great-grandparents influenced our grandparents, and our grandparents and influenced our parents, and our parents influenced us. And that this is a generational, yeah, a generational, you know, system that yeah. is essentially embedded. Like, even when we go back and talk about, like, slavery, mm-hmm. that's a part of, like, our genetic makeup. Yeah. Like, some of the things that we do, some of the ways we respond to certain things is literally, like, in our blood you know can't help it It, so it's a form of domestication so it's not really easy to do decades and decades years and years worth of work to unlearn to to relearn yeah so when we say imposter syndrome yeah i mean i don't know maybe i'm just a little bit empathetic you know, mm-hmm. maybe I just have a certain level of understanding for these people and not because I was once in this place or position because I've always just been myself. Like I never really fit into like a square or a circle of people. I literally have never fit into like a group of people mm-hmm. It I have always been like me mm-hmm. and I kind of found people who was like accepting of who I am yeah. essentially, but I'm still empathetic to those who suffer with imposter syndrome because it's like, I can see why you would want to be someone else mm. if you're ignorant. And when I say ignorant, I mean, like, if you lack in the knowledge. Yeah. Um, because anybody who is familiar with the power that we have as individuals, mm-hmm. I feel like, wouldn't want to be, you know, you wouldn't want to be no one else. No one else but yourself, yeah. Exactly. But I don't know. I think that's good. I hope that somebody could take something from this. Yeah. I wanted to read the definition of imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. just to provide a little bit more clarity Mm. to our listeners and viewers. And And where exactly are you getting this definition from? Is that Webster or is that Urban Dictionary? um, This says the psychological group of Fort Lauderdale University, but we can go to Webster. (sighs) the same thing um it says imposter syndrome is a psychological condition that is characterized by persistent doubt concerning one's ability or accomplishments accompanied by the fear of being exposed as a fraud they give examples (laughs) yep so to summarize what 
imposter syndrome is when you are doubting yourself Mm -hmm. and experiencing it. Um, so you could have a track record given of, of success or Mm -hmm. accomplishments that are what other people consider to be great, Mm -hmm. but internally, internally you think the complete opposite. So it's like a form of self doubt. So we were living wrong as to what we said it was. I think you was completely wrong for sure. I, th- I was completely wrong. I don't think that you were completely wrong. No, I think we were completely wrong because we both compared it to trying to be someone else. Yeah, but I think that that's a aspect of it or a small part of it. That doesn't say anything about that, though. But this is based off of comparing yourself to other people. Is it? Yes. Please. I have definitely um, experienced imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Have you? Knowing this new definition. That imposter syndrome? Yes. <laughs> Going back to the beginning when we talked that about one. eagles. There it is again. But. She don't know how to stop, yo. She don't nonetheless. Stop. Imposter syndrome is not wanting to steal someone else's identity. How do you feel about that? I feel like I was wrong and I just learned something new. That's good. With a tad bit more educated. That's good. That's a great perspective. I feel like we just recorded a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Grinding people up about something that the we were urban completely dictionary. incorrect about. Yeah. Let me see. Over I mean, the... in all, we didn't grind anybody up about imposter syndrome. We were talking about just not being your true self and not showing up as your true self. We may have used the incorrect terminology, but y'all get the message of what we meant, which is be true to you. Imposter syndrome via Urban Dictionary says, when someone believes that their identity has been hijacked by an imposter. So y'all, don't grind this up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. See it through to the end. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're listening to this, you've you seen it through yeah. to the end. We're talking about the Urban Dictionary definition of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to add to counter the new definition? Well, not new definition, but the actual, the official definition. No, I mean, no. Um, I was I was very ignorant to what it actually meant. Yeah. It's so crazy because I think what made me look it up is because I remember on one of our other episodes mm-hmm. with Brie, she was talking about how um, she get overwhelmed mm-hmm. with like the whole content creation aspect mm-hmm. and like balancing, you know, yeah. what type of content to put out. And she was talking about how she get caught up in like imposter syndrome. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, she's a therapist. Oh, yeah. So, was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but going back to that, I kind of just want to say that I want to admit that I, I too suffer with imposter syndrome occasionally. Um, and I feel like for the most part, this kind of correlates with why I say I have that certain level of understanding or grace, essentially. Mm. Thanks for tuning in to another episode with us. Yes, we yes. genuinely appreciate all the love and support that you guys have been showing us. Um, I don't know. We really want to focus on 
reach. Um, I do feel like our platform is probably not for everybody. Yeah. But I definitely feel like it's for somebody mm-hmm. or a whole bunch of somebody. Uh, I say a lot of somebodies. Yeah, somebodies. The somebodies that resonate with us, yeah. essentially. So I want to add, because um, I be watching the people that be watching us. And we got some people in Canada. Mm-hmm. And we got some people in Europe. Where do you be watching them at? And I want to shout out to y'all and thank y'all for tuning in. Um, on the analytics, actually, to you. But mm-hmm. shout out to y'all and thank y'all for your interest because it wasn't just those people on one episode or two. Like, they be faithfully watching. Mm. So, yeah. Well, if you guys are, I don't know, tuning into this, whether it's YouTube or any of our Audible platforms, comment on your platform leave us a rating of yeah. some sort i know on apple you can leave like a rating mm-hmm. um youtube you can leave comments yes uh and if spotify i'm not too sure about those but y'all follow us on instagram and we really want to connect with y'all outside yeah. of just every tuesday when we drop our episodes yeah we really want to start building a sincere connection with you guys so if you're listening to this and you can hear my voice. Stop what you're doing and leave us a review. Yeah. Uh, ask us a question. I don't know. Tell us your name and tell us where you're tuning in from. We really want to um, focus on our reach and making sure that we're pouring into those who are tuned in every yeah. week. And tell us what y'all. I don't know if you said it already. Give us some topics and what do y'all want to hear? Because mm-hmm. essentially, we're here chatting with you guys. So. Yeah. What do y'all want to hear us talk about? Yeah. I'm still not over the fact that we recorded a whole episode on the Urban Dictionary of Imposter Syndrome. It's okay. But it's okay though. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it was still a pretty good conversation. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think just as much as we learn like a new film definition, I f- I'm um, sure people watching will learn as well. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like when you say imposter syndrome, that's the first thing that comes to mind, I'm especially in our Instagram community. A few. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'll see you all next week. Yes. Toodles. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Let's Talk Sis, with Des and Sa. Stay connected by following us on all of your favorite social media platforms. And don't forget, use hashtag Dear Sister Let's Talk to find us. Wait, before you go, head over to our website or our Instagram and join our interactive community for a daily dose of sisterhood where like-minded women fellowship, encourage, and create a safe space amongst one another. See you inside, sis. Toodles. Bye.